Well. 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 Well, after a long series of damaging defeats at the hands of the criminal element, the wonderful white-winged warrior has been ordered by the police commissioner to hang up his wings and turn in his broom closet key. Uh, before leaving this office, do you have any last questions, former white-winged warrior? Uh, yes, I do, Commissioner. Ask it, does this cancel my pension plan, too? And several hours later, in the secret underground cave located deep below the suburban home of shoe salesman Benton Harbor. Benton? Benton, are you in the chicken cave? It's not a chicken cave, Mother. It's a basement. What do you want? Is there something troubling you? Mother, I'm just thinking. What are you thinking about and in the dark? Nothing. That's why I can do it in the dark. Well, I brought you some soup. I don't want any soup, Mother. It's chicken, your favorite. Mother, I've made a decision. About what, Benton? About my future. You don't mean... I'm through being the clean, living, honest, true, faithful, kind, courageous, daring, valiant, peerless, fearless fighter known as the winged warrior. Oh, Benton, how wonderful. Did you say wonderful? You mean you're finally going into something else? Oh, has my dream come true? What dream are you talking about? Benton. What? You're going to become a registered nurse. No, I'm not going to become a registered nurse. This has been my dream for you, Benton, oh. ever since you were a little boy. Mother. My son, the registered nurse. Mother, that's not what I had in mind. It isn't? No. You see, I have decided to spend my remaining years in government work. Benton, the chicken soup is on the bottom step. Now, be careful you don't step into it. Oh, I never sat at a prime What soup. did you say, Benton? I said I'd just step in the chicken soup. And not much later, on the 14th floor of a Midland City luxury apartment building. Miss Helfinger? Yes. I am a candidate for the high office of police commissioner of Midland City. You're what? Would you vote for me? <laughs> vote for you. Well, would you just do some small <laughs> campaign jobs like driving a sound truck? How about passing out posters? <laughs> so Chicken Man has thrown his plumage into the ring. Does he realize how much wing shaking will be going on? One thing for sure. He'll not kiss many little babies with that beak. And on a street corner, not far from Midland City Hall. Norton. Uh, yes, my dear. The bus, Norton. How long must we wait for the bus? Shortly, my dear, shortly. Oh, Norton, when are we going to buy a car? Soon, my dear, soon. You've been police commissioner for 14 years now, yes, Norton. Yes, 14 years. It embarrasses me to ride the bus every single day, Norton. Well, we must save our money for the forthcoming political campaign, my dear. Oh, help us. Someone help us. Now, this is the bus, my dear. Oh, Norton. Climb aboard, my dear. Climb aboard. Norton, there isn't even any room to see us. Yes, it appears to be rather crowded today. All right, your attention, please. I'd like to welcome everyone aboard my special campaign bus. Oh, Norton. Oh, my dear. And now, everybody, let's get things going with a rousing chorus of my campaign song. Oh, Norton, what are you going to do? Stop the bus. It's Chicken Man for Commissioner. He'll be quite for you and me. So vote for Chicken Man for Police Commissioner. And to his victory, we will sing. Stop the bus. He's everywhere. Someone help us. 
Thank you. Thank you. Now I'd like to introduce some of our fellow travelers. Norton. Oh, hi, Commissioner. Gee, what are you doing squeezed under that seat? Uh, hello, Wings. What are you? It certainly was swell of you to join us. Norton, let me up this instant. Oh, who's the girl, Commissioner? Anyone I know? Oh, oh help, help us. us. Someone, Someone help, help us. Wow. Greetings, radio listeners. Greetings and hello. That was Chicken Man number 63 on the wheel of feather. And now it is time for the Oob Radio Salon. Hey, I got a production question for you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You can hear me? I can hear you too. Okay. So when I bring your line up, is there already something there? What, what are we speaking of? Like part, particular matter? Sound. So there's already sound there, isn't there? I so hear if I bring, the okay. sound. Okay, I hear a sound. Okay, I'm just making sure. Thank you. You're back welcome. Back to your script. And now, back to the script. Two hours of experimental frequencies performed live every week from the Chakra Chimp Research Kitchens of Northern California land. Tonight, the Oob City Players. Pixie and Doas. And it's our 789th consecutive week of the salon. And you can always find us live on DFM, where we are right now. DFM Radio Television International. And you can join the chat. Web chat, Discord chat, IRC chat, all the links are at dfm.nu. And we now begin our scheduled broadcast. Now, if it's uh, something pathogenic and something that you'd like to do at home, uh, I'll tell you what to do. However, if it's serious enough, I don't understand what's bothering you. Even if you're in town or out of town, bring the kitten back in this 30-day period. And when you bring it back, at no cost to you, our veterinarians, if we need them, will do their job. We have a fully equipped laboratory on the premises which will do its job, and I'll do mine. Between the three of us, we'll either give you back a healthy cat, or we will replace it. If it should die in this 30-day period, possibility, we will replace it, except for two things, accident and negligence, no. And this is very important. We cannot, will not replace or accept a kitten that another veterinarian other than our own has worked on or has died on his premises. The responsibility starts with us, starts right here, and ends here. 
And we tell you quite frankly, if you do not feel that this responsibility exists, then by all means do not buy your kitten here. Don't panic, we're as near to you as your telephone. And we do ask you between uh, 12 midnight and 10 a.m., only call us with emergencies. I'm sound asleep. And diary at 2.30 in the morning is not an emergency. Now, bowl of clean water at all times, and that goes in that other little double, double dish that you have there. Now, all food should be raw 95% of the time. Now, there's a little uh, uh, recipe that we have given you with this. It says the Fabulous Feline's recipe. There are six ingredients on there. Once a week, you take a mixing bowl. Take all the ingredients that are on this sheet and throw it into a mixing bowl. Mix it up real thoroughly. Take out two tablespoonfuls, and we've given you a little measuring spoon. Put that in a plastic sandwich bag, like a baggie, and put that in the freezer compartment of your refrigerator. You should have in there 14 little bags with so two tablespoons each. Um, just take out, thaw out two for the kitten, give it to, to two tablespoons in the morning, which is one bag, and a bag in the evening, two tablespoonfuls, and that's it. So you see there's really no sweat in this. If you could put more in your refrigerator, just double the amount, you won't make this up twice a month. Beef kidney is your main staple. It's a cup and a half to two cups of raw beef kidney, chopped, slightly bite-sized chops or half-inch cubes. I've got mackerel.
feeding instructions. If you notice on the feed regularly, we have a raw chicken neck once or twice a week. Give it a raw chicken neck, bones and all, and skin, instead of the mixture, and throw it down the bathroom overnight where we're going to ask you to keep the cat. And when you wake up in the morning, you'll see the, see the uh, chicken neck consumed. Don't worry, cats don't choke on bones. But we only want the chicken neck. This will keep his teeth strong, his gum line pink, keep the tartar off the teeth, and later on when he consumes one chicken neck, give him two. But for the rest of his life, and this is instead of a meal. Um, at the fourth month, if you notice down at the bottom of your recipe, it says four to seven months. Measure three tablespoonfuls into each plastic bag, feed only once a day in the evening, Increase one tablespoon each month thereafter until you reach a meal of five tablespoons or six. And there's an asterisk there which says when the kitten is on one meal a day, heat down an egg yolk slightly beaten with a little water to break up the consistency and put in a separate dish. That goes on the other side of the diet without water down for four hours. You can now put an egg yolk slightly beaten with a little water to break up the consistency. And that's not
instructions, which is your large sheet. You see I have occasionally things on the side there of my MD. Uh, it says once a month at the most. It means one of these things once a month, not one each once a month. So this would come up maybe once every six months.
deadly to cats. It causes a disease known as steatitis, and will kill these kittens in about six weeks or make them so harassable that you couldn't handle them. And that's all those commercial brands on the market. Stay away from them. Um, overcooked foods, no table scraps. Milk, pasteurized milk is a very poor food for cats, and so is evaporated milk and all that nonsense. At our place, the mothers and kittens get certified raw milk, which is a complete protein, as is the egg yolk, complete protein. Uh, egg whites, you got a lot of egg whites left over. You use them, make baked Alaska rings, tin fizzes, pink ladies. Become a lush, but you'll never have a cat.
greatest book ever written. But the Gideon people have approached me. You may find it in a hotel room. things that are in that kit. That furry thing is a rabbit's foot. It's the only practical toy for a cat. Don't waste your money on toys. They're usually invented by some idiot that never had a cat. We're against catnip. Catnip is a narcotic and a barbiturate. All it does is get your cat's drug. He has absolutely no use for it. So if you want your cat smashed, staggering around the house all the time, give him cat. But every time you've got company, you've got to hide the cat. Toys are even worse. Because you tear the toy apart to get at the catnip. In the process, it gets with the toys made of the stomach and you've got mechanical arthritis. Make your own toys. Roll up a piece of paper, an open paper bag. Make a box with holes cut in the top. Good enough. You've got a brush in there. back and forth, get all that dead hair out. You will be happy to know that on our diet, this cat will not shed. 
not shed. Will not shed. Will not shed. There are nail clippers there. Every 10 days that this cat is healthy, those nails will be out like spikes. No different doing your own nails, halfway back where capillaries. Get as close to the capillaries as you can. If you hit them, it'll bleed for a fraction of a second. Forget it.
in the bathroom a minimum of seven continuous hours during the day and all night when you go to bed. He is allowed to run around in between time. He's going to take a crack at the furniture to begin with. He will sneak up behind you, grab him by the nap of the neck. He must sharp slap across the face with your hand, take him in, put him on the post, and close the bathroom door for another hour. Believe me, you will only have to chastise this cat four or five times the most. This is one complaint we never had, is that our cats destroyed furniture. But this is fall. So please do it. You want to go away for the weekend? Put food down for a day and a half. In the bathroom. Close the bathroom door. And if it's two days, put down two days if he's a good eater. Close the bathroom door. You can leave Friday night. Come back Monday morning. None the worse for wear. Remember, he's teething up until that time. If you let him roam unsupervised, he's going to chew through a lamp cord, he's going to pick up a piece of string, a thumb peg, a paper clip, and you're going to have a dead kitten. So this is the best place for him. And believe me, he'll be pretty, he'll be all right. And to answer many of the questions, I anticipate this question because many people ask me, do you leave the light on it or off in the bathroom? My answer to that, only if he wants to leave. of the circus.
for Jerry of the circus. Okay, fellas, give her one more pull. One, two, three. You say this is work. No kidding. Sure it is, Flats. You clowns just can't take it, that's all. What do you mean we can't take it? Why, you little Now, don't you call me names, Slats. I may be little, but I got my pride. Hey, Murray, uh, I got an idea. Just a second, Jerry. Wait till we get this rope tight. Well, we can't. That's just it. Gee whiz, Murray, we'll never get it done. What? Now, you listen here, young man. It's almost 11 now, and usually we're up by 9. Won't you listen, Murray? It's really a swell idea. Okay, Jerry, let's have it. But make it quick. Well, now look, you use the elephants to help raise the center poles, don't you? Sure, men aren't strong enough for that work. Well, then, we're not strong enough to do a good job on tightening all this canvas. By golly, kid, you're right. Why didn't I think of that myself? Oh, I see. Jerry means to put the bulls on these ropes and let them do the work, huh? Sure, Slats, that's it. Jerry Dugan, you're a lifesaver. I guess I've just been too worried to do a little thinking for myself. And me too. Imagine, here I was, standing right here, brains and all, and I never even thought of getting an elephant to do the work for me. Uh, That's a good one. One elephant for one midget. Guess that's a fair enough exchange as that, eh, Major? <laughs> now, you look here, Slats. Better not try and start anything. Hey, Jeff, have Olsen bring a couple of those bulls back here. We need them quick. Okay, boss. Gee whiz, Jerry. Seems like you could have thought of this a little earlier before I got all these blisters on me. See, those are buttes, aren't they? Well, I'll say. <laughs> hey, Murray, what can I do next that won't be so hard on my hands, huh? Well, why not help Pat put up the seats? He needs an extra hand. That's just the ticket. You know, only the other day, Hooligan and I thought out a new system for putting up those seats. Oh, no fancy tricks there, Slats. we got to be sure the audience is safe. Ah, don't you worry. I'll get Hooligan and we'll try out our plan. Say, listen, it'll revolutionize the old system for putting up circus seats. You wait and see. Yeah, well, I'm not so keen on anything new. Not today. Don't you worry, Murray. And now, where is Hooligan? Well, if you're going to use those elephants, I guess you won't need me on this job, Murray. What can I do next? Uh, you better rest a while, Major. Now, well, listen here, Murray. Just because I'm small, you can't treat me like I'm a child. You better let him work. He'll do it anyhow. You bet I will. Okay, Major. I need someone over at the wardrobe to direct those fellas on tightening the stakes. We'll use your brains this time. That's it, Ticket. Now you're talking sense. You go over there and get those ropes all set so that when I send Olsen over with the bulls, they can be just hitched up to the ropes and that little top can be ready in record time. Hey, you bet I'll fix it. Okay, Murray, you're pretty lucky to have a man like me around and you can depend on <laughs> Indeed I am, Major. Say, uh, Olsen's coming over now with the elephant. Oh, that's fine. We'll be through in no time now, Jerry. Thanks for the suggestion. I should have had my head examined for not thinking of it myself. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> Poor Major Mike. He's more in the way than anyone I ever saw. <laughs> I know, but you can't tell him so. He'd have a fit. I know. And he'd raise such a rumpus that he'd cause even more trouble than he does now, getting under everyone's feet. <laughs> yeah, and he'd get so mad when things go wrong. <laughs> you know, I nearly split laughing last night when they pulled him out of that wagon load with Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he blaming everyone else but himself. <laughs> hey, fellas, hitch those bulls up to the ropes and we'll get those guy ropes tight in no time. And then we'll do the same with the menagerie top and then take the smaller top. Okay. Hey, Murray, what can I do? You better work El Mundo. He's your elephant. Oh, well, that's great. Hey, what the... Good night. The wardrobe top. Quick, in. everybody. All hands at the wardrobe top. Gee whiz, the major sure done it this time. Quick on that canvas. Raise it carefully. I hope the major's not hurt. That's right. Take it easy. Easy. There. Hey, Major. You hurt? Hey, 
What do you suppose? How would you feel if a whole tent fell down right on top of you? Yeah, but good heavens, man. What were you doing inside? I went in just to be sure everything was okay. Hey, what's going on here? Say, you're sure lucky, Major. Hey, look, Mr. Randall, that center pole held all the canvas off him. Well, I'm certainly glad you're not hurt, Major. Hurt? Of course I'm hurt. I ache all over. This whole tent fell down on me, didn't it? But it didn't touch you. Hey, look, see, that pole protected you. Now, listen here, young man. I'll thank you not to contradict me. I guess I know whether I'm hurt or not. Yeah, but what happened? How did all those ropes slip at once like that? Well, you told me to get them ready for the elephants. Yes. And, well, so we were untying you them. You mean and... you loosened them all at once? Uh, well, it's lucky you weren't killed. Now, listen, Major, after all this, you'd uh, you'd better go and lie down a little while. Me? I should say not. You don't get me to lie down on my job. Now, no, no, listen, Major, we have to think of our show, too. I can't have my star attraction too tired to work. Now, you go and get a little rest. Yes, you're right. I must think of my public. That fall must have been a pretty bad shock. Shock? That's hardly the word for it. It was terrible. <laughs> okay, Major, you go rest a bit, and we'll, we'll send for you when we need you again. All right, Mr. Randall. But I don't want you to think I'm laying down on a job. Oh, I should say not. You're one of the pluckiest of all. Okay, if you realize that, then it's all right. But I won't sleep. Mind you, I'll just rest. Boy, what a mess. <laughs> I tell you, we never would have gotten this show up with that midget loose around yeah, here. Yeah, I could see that, Murray. And the poor little fellow's so anxious to do everything to help. Yeah, but he can do more damage than ten zebras. Okay, men, give us a hand with this canvas. Say, Mr. Randall, right, you think on, we'll be able to get our show on for the matinee? Oh, yes, if you're not all too dead tired of work. Ah, uh, don't worry about me. And uh, how are things going under the main top? <laughs> Fine, I guess. They were spreading out the sawdust a little while ago. Oh, good. Well, you want to walk over with me while I check up? Sure thing. I can help Slap and Hooligan. They're putting up the seats with Pat and some of the clowns. Yeah, I certainly appreciate the loyalty of all you performers. Ah, uh, you deserve it all right, Mr. Randall. Yeah, I've always tried to be fair, but I... Oh! Good night. Another accident. Oh! Oh, there it is. Right over by the bandstand. Uh, call Murray, quick, Jerry. Hey, Murray! Murray! Right here. The main top. Be right over. All those seats are there, Kate. Slats. Hooligan, are you hurt? Oh, no. No, but we can't move. Pat, and you, Tony, get those boards off quick. Be careful not to hurt those clowns. Hold it. Take it easy, then. Take it easy. Well, what happened? What are you doing? You see, Mr. Handel, Hooligan and I had a new system all worked out for getting these seats up quick. Oh. So, yes, and when Murray said for us to help, it uh, seemed like the chance of a lifetime to try it out. Yeah, so you did try out your own ideas anyhow, huh? Uh, yeah, but I guess we weren't as smart as we thought, huh? You're telling me. Yeah. All right, men. Get back to work as fast as you can. It's almost noon, and we've got to get this circus ready so that the performers can rest, or they'll be so dead tired they won't be able to work. Okay, fellas, back on the job. Come on, folks. Ah, what a day. Well, we made it. The tents are up and, golly, we couldn't ask for a better crowd. Well, there's a good reason for that. What? Well, the papers are full of the fact that the canvas men and the stakers have struck. Gee whiz, did the papers print that? Mm-hmm, indeed they did. Hastings even snapped some pictures while you were all working this morning, and they'll be in tonight's papers. Say, maybe that'll bring a lot of folks in, huh? Well, it'll bring them around a lot, but whether they'll go in to see the show is another thing. You see, uh, we'll have to leave out some of the acts, Jerry. Yeah, I know, so the rest of us can help put up and clear away the props. Yeah, and folks are funny. If, if all three rings aren't playing at once, they may not think they're getting their money's worth. Oh, that's silly. 
because, well, they can't watch more than one ring at a time. I know, but we train people to expect three features going all at once. And if they don't, uh, they feel cheated. I <clears throat> think they'd get a kick out of seeing the clowns and the rest of us doing our own turns and then they open the other folks. Hey, Mr. Andrews, I was looking for you. Oh, hello there, boy. Something wrong? I was just passing the sideshow <laughs> where Stuffy called me and he said to tell you they can't wake up Major Mike. What? They don't know what to do. It's time for the first show. They can't wake him up. He's crawled in that little bed of his. He keeps in his tent and he's snoring like a house of fire. <laughs> no wonder after all he's been through today. Yeah, and last night. Uh, Stuffy said they'd shake him, but he only mumbles and he doesn't even open his eyes. Oh, I was afraid it'd be too much for him. But this is really bad. After all, he's our star attraction in the sideshow. Hey, Mr. Randall, I've got a swell idea. Oh, what is it, Jerry? Oh, why not just move him bed and all and put him on the stand, snoring and everything? Oh, that'd never do, Jerry. Oh, why not? See, I should think the folks would get an awful kick out of seeing that little bed. And the spieler can explain that, well, he worked so hard this morning that he won't wake up. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, that, Mr. Oh, Randall. but the Major will have a fit if he wakes up. Oh, no, he won't. Not if he's got a mob around him saying how cute he is. He doesn't care what he does, just so the public gets a kick out of him. I think I would do it, Mr. Anton. Uh, it's taking a pretty big risk, but I don't know. It might work. Sure it will. Come on, let's go over and try it. <laughs> I must say you're not giving me a chance to run my own circus, Jerry. Oh, gee, I didn't mean that, Mr. Randall. <laughs> I just thought I'd Well, know. that's all right, Jerry. I, I think maybe after all, I'll give it a try. Come on, we'll uh, go over to his tent. Uh, good. Uh, then my job is finished. I must get ready for my own act. Yeah, well, all right. Thank you, boss. Uh, thank you for bringing the message. That is all right, Mr. Anton. Well, good luck. Goodbye. I'll see you later and show you how the major's act goes. Now, you do that. Hey, Boris. Oh, it is you. Boris, will you talk to me a minute? Please, it's important. Of course I will, Gabby, but it's not good business for us to be seen together. Here, step behind this wagon. We can talk here without being noticed. All right, but just for a minute. Hey, I don't know what to do. You see, they got the circus up, and they look over there on the midway. On account of the strike, there are more folks there than ever today. I'm afraid the strike isn't a good idea after You will all. have to be patient, Gabby. These things can't all be done at once. Yeah, I know. But look... Even you helped this morning. I had to. The performers aren't striking. It would have looked funny if I'd been the only one not helping. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I don't know what to do next. Say, has it occurred to you that we just barely got things done? Sure, but it's done. And there'll be a show. Yes, but if you could get the animal trainers on your side. The animal trainers? Sure, and the guards and all that crowd, they get about the same money you do. Yeah, that's it. Without them, he had never gotten his show ready. And without them, it'd be impossible to open or to work the animals. Gee, that's so. Your performers couldn't handle animals and everything. Uh, that's right. But but I wouldn't want anyone to know I put such an idea in your head, Gabby. Yeah, don't worry. But you sure hit on the one thing that can swing out troubles. Yeah, it's an idea if it can be worked. You can just bet I'll try. Thanks. Uh, that's all right. But the only thanks I want is for my name to be kept out of this in case of trouble. Yeah, you can sure count on me, Governor. <laughs> that's fine, Gabby. Good luck. Yeah, we'll need it. But I think I can talk to Jeff and some of the boys. Maybe there won't be a show tonight after all. So long, Boris. Thanks a million.
server's not buffering. I... Hey, hi. I guess that's it. Hey, hi. Hey, hi. time for all a time for a time and a place we gather here every week shrugged it's always an experiment it's never the same for us for you and speaking of you welcome back you radio listeners we're zooming well along into the second hour of the UB radio salon on TFM. 789 shows. Almost finished. Are we? So, should... Um, I don't yeah, mean, I don't mean how, we're finished we're able forever. To, yeah, but um, to put that in context, this is kind of what BCO has always done, is usually gotten together on Sundays. BCO, and we would, BCO is Big City Orchestra. And... and for quite a while there and we would just have the little studio whatever that would be maybe just a living room with some mics or or whatever a shed with some rakes or something something there's always something and we would always get together and generally record stuff and for a long time I was able to get away with just cutting that crap up you know hours of uh, noodling and all that and uh did some tapes and other other kind of formats, but uh, yes, we're used to that getting together on Sunday, usually with friends, and uh, you know we're still doing it. We're doing it from here. Sometimes we get a remote friend to join us, but that's kind of you know that's the history. There you go. You got your history lesson. Yeah, one of these days, uh, maybe when I retire from <clears throat> working so much at my job, I will fix up the Big City Orchestra UB website. So it makes sense, but right now it's at ubuibi.org in all its disarray, including links to archives of our show. And by the way, that was Jerry of the Circus. That was show number 117. The Strikers are worried. It's an ongoing 
mystery with that circus. We've forgotten all about the safe deposit box. And the dog that swallowed the key. All right, now heading back into more live experimental frequencies. fell over. Yes, of course. Let me show you our selection. Oh, it doesn't matter what sort of case she has. It's only to put them on the bedside table, just in case some clumsy nurse comes along and knocks them off. Well, perhaps you'd like to look at these cases and select one for her. Oh, well, this'll do. It's only while she's in hospital. Fell over and broke her leg. Probably the fault of her spectacles. She tripped over a curb. That's what comes of wearing specs. Hideous things. Perhaps her lenses need changing. How long has she had her spectacles? Not long, probably a year. Always changing them. Cost me a fortune. Well, you made them, you should know. Good. In that case, I can look up the record and tell you exactly when it was. What was the name again? Uh, <clears throat> here's my card. Don't see what good that'll do. Here it is. Oh, it was rather longer than you thought. Hmm? In fact, the last time her sight was tested was nearly four years ago. So possibly her lenses do need changing. Nearly four years? Oh, surely not. Oh, I'm sure she doesn't realize it was as long ago as that. I suppose that means I'd better bring her in as soon as she's out of hospital for another eye test. Well, I hope she'll be better soon. Would you like to make an appointment now? And perhaps you can come with her to help her choose some new frames. Yes, yes, I suppose I might as well. Uh, <clears throat> I'll be bringing her out in a week or so. So we'll make it about ten days ahead, shall we? Would you like an early appointment, say, nine o'clock Wednesday week? And I'll make a note to show her some of the newest fashions, which are much more attractive. Yes, that's a good idea. I think the appointment will be fine. Uh, now let me pay you for the spectacle case. Well, you got through that all right. It was a bit unreasonable, but you dealt with it beautifully. You'll tell his friends how helpful we are. Let's see what else can happen. Stay away for as short a time as possible. Remember, you're the patient's first contact with us, and the first impression they get of you and your branch will influence the way they behave. First impressions are always important, aren't they? Your first contact with a patient can often be by telephone when they ring up to make an appointment, so the telephone manner is most important too. First thing they'll want to know is whether they've got the right number, so be sure that you know the company's name and pronounce it correctly. 
For the sake of simplicity, we've used Dolan and HC throughout this record. Some branches have different names, so to enable the doctor or optician to see as many people as possible during his day's work. He's a member of a very highly qualified profession, and his time is valuable. And any time spent other than doing the job, for which he's been specially trained, is a direct loss to him, to you, and to the company. By far the greatest part of the company's business starts with site tests. The rent, the heating, the telephone bills, the best possible equipment for the branch, and your wages, of course, all these things have to be paid for by the business we do during the comparatively short time the branches open each week. So you can see the importance of using those hours as fully as possible. And it can all start with you, the receptionist, arranging an appointment.
wait a minute. Yes. Yes. No, you don't. We're far too busy for that. When for? No, can't see you then. It's lunchtime. Two o'clock.
ankle frames when I need a change of lenses. And just like buying a dress, I want to see a good range. It may mean that I shall spend more than I intended, but I shall have a better chance of buying what I like. One thing she didn't say was that she may need your help in choosing. The survey showed that most people expect the optician to prescribe the right lenses, but they weren't so confident about the rest. That's where your ability to handle people, your knowledge of the branch system, and your tidiness and efficiency will build a patient's confidence. Again, let's ask her what she meant by this. That's a little more difficult to explain. I've worn glasses for years, so I can illustrate this by telling you what happened the last time I went to the optician. And it's usually... Please do. First, I went to make an appointment. I was on my way to collect my young I was made very comfortable and offered a chair at the office. I didn't want to sit down and waste time. I wanted to make an appointment. It took 20 minutes. Sheila, my youngest child, was crying by the time I got to school. When I turned up for the appointment, I wasn't there waiting for long, and the optician seemed very comfortable. I felt quite sure the lenses were right. His receptionist was very helpful. But I wasn't sure of any friends. I asked them to see more, and they looked in drawers and parts. Your job to make sure that going to Dolan and Aitchison isn't a bother. After all, people come to us because they expect them to be less of a bother with such a big company. Why did you come? My family have always been to Dolan's. My great-grandfather went to your place in the city, so my father told me. So when I thought I needed spectacles, I came to see what your people said. Well, we're delighted to be here. And the credit for his coming to us must go to the opticians who saw his great-grandfather his grandfather and his father, they must all have done good, competent jobs. So this is one of the advantages we have by being such an old
If any patients mention that they're moving, suggest that the record of their spectacles should be transferred to our nearest branch in the new area, which ensures that the link is kept and they continue to come to us. A list of all our branch addresses is kept in your branch. Normally, reminders are sent out to our patients every two years or so to tell them that they should have another scientist. But changing their business is usually necessary at this time. People who wear glasses get used to this and accept it, but are often uncertain why their sight changes. We'll talk about this and why it happens in a moment, but let's go back to the reminders. Do you think the reminder we sent you is very new? Spectacles do not and cannot make eyes worse. After wearing spectacles, many people find that they don't see as well as they did before they wore them. test applied by a driving test examiner that they realize that other people see differently. When they have correcting spectacles, they certainly seem to see worse without them because they now know how they should see. I'm not short-sighted. When I first had spectacles, I didn't see clearly see here. But when I take them off, I'm not comfortable with that. How did you first come to have them? I've taken on the headaches. My doctor said I should get my eyes tested in case they were caught. And were they?
Okay, that wraps up this episode of Oob Radio. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week at the same time on DFM. Check out the broadcast schedule for more live programs worldwide. And the Oob events portal at ubuibi.org for weekly, monthly, and spontaneous events from around the world, streaming live on the internet. Donate to DFM by clicking the donate button on the DFM page. Your support helps keep things running at the main studio. We'll be back next week. Nobody special. (laughs) Bye. you said I'll need it. You won't, you know. If you're a good listener, you won't need luck.